episode of the Roth Revenue Podcast, the Influencers of Sponsorship Marketing Series. Today's episode features Steve Merker, head of fundraising at the Princess Margaret Cancer Foundation. You know, we often put the work we do in perspective when we use the phrase, we aren't saving lives. But in the case of Steve and his colleagues at the Princess Margaret Cancer Foundation, they actually are. By raising money to fund cancer research and treatment at the world-renowned Princess Margaret Cancer Hospital. In this episode, Steve talks about the term passion capital. He shares how he got his start by creating a 24-hour mountain bike festival with 12 events across North America. A story about his courageous interview with Paul Aloffs, who was CEO of the Princess Margaret Cancer Foundation, and Paul's role as Steve's mentor. We discuss how he helped create the Ride to Conquer Cancer fundraiser, a cool story about their pitch to Swiss Chalet, a smart approach to engaging business consulting firms, a great example of KPMG's partnership with the Ride and how they extended their activation well beyond the event. We also discuss the strategy of getting brands engaged in a small way and then organically growing partnerships the distinction between ROO and ROI, and some inspiring personal and professional development advice. I hope you enjoy. And for more episodes of the Roth Revenue Podcast, visit RothRevenue.com or the Roth Revenue feed on SoundCloud. Hey folks, uh, welcome to the Roth Revenue Podcast. This is the Influencers of Sponsorship Marketing series. And I'm here today with Steve Merker, the VP of Biz Dev at the Princess Margaret Cancer Foundation. Um, Steve and his team at the foundation um, have fascinated me for a while. They operate some of the most successful fundraising events in the country, if not North America or globally. Uh, They have the Ride to Conquer Cancer. Uh, They have Road Hockey to Conquer Cancer, which I had the pleasure being involved in. Um, the foundation also operates, owns and operates the wildly successful uh, Princess Margaret Lottery uh, with the Dream Home. Everybody knows about that one. And I think I met Steve about five years ago when I had the pleasure of being um, an honorary chair as part of the Road Hockey to Conquer Cancer event. And um, you know, we just maintain loose contact through our social channels, through LinkedIn and that. But uh, I have the pleasure today of sitting down with Steve to discuss his path in the sponsorship industry and get some insights into some of the sponsorship programs he's worked on or admired. So, Steve, welcome to the Roth Revenue Podcast. How are you? I'm, I'm great. It's an honor to be on this podcast, Gavin. Thank you for having me. Excellent. Well, great, great to have you. Um, before we begin, um, I always get a kick out of um, uh, poking around at people's LinkedIn profiles. And um, I didn't give you this in advance, so I'm springing this one on you. And I I noticed something cool in yours, okay? You talk about passion and uh, how your passion capital tank is full of high-octane premium fuel. (laughs) Tell me more about that. I just love that line. Did you steal that from somebody? uh, You know, I might have. I don't know. But, uh, (laughs) you know, I mean, it's true. what we do here, we're 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 trying to we're trying to save lives. We're trying to raise money to conquer cancer in our lifetime. And when you build programs and events that uh, galvanizes a community of of 
people who want to give back, you you have this incredible. Um, you emo- I call this emotional camaraderie at our at our events, and uh, when you have that much passion uh, together, it's amazing what you can accomplish. Mm-hmm. And so I I kind of have that I have that same kind of passion. You know, I've been here at the foundation for 12 years, and uh, it's like day one for me uh, every single day. So I have that that passion capital to to keep doing good, um, but also through these amazing channels, like you identified the the ride to conquer cancer and our road hockey to conquer cancer, and these amazing vehicles that engages the community in a passionate way to to do good. That's awesome. Yeah, I just that line stood out, and I might I might have to steal it. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's, you know, I, through these podcasts, I want to inform and inspire people who are interested in the sponsored marketing industry or want to get into it, uh, want to further themselves. So i love to just start with tell the listeners about your career in sponsored marketing. What's your path? So I, I guess my first foray into sponsorship marketing was with, um, I, I joined a, a guy as a partner in a company back in 19... 19- 95 or 96 and uh, we put on these 24-hour mountain bike festivals it was called the 24 hours of adrenaline and uh, we had one event here in Ontario and we had one sponsor Gatorade and uh, and Timex sorry Uh, and then we decided to launch this program across the country and across North America so at the peak of our uh, of this uh, program we had 12 events across North America we had like a you know, the traveling roadshow trucks and trailers and, you know, all deckled and sponsored out. And, um, but, you know, so this was my, my foray into sponsorship marketing. So we had to, you know, we had revenue from our participants who, who paid to, to participate in these events, but what really helped make these events successful was our sponsors. And, uh, so we, we built out our, uh, our pitch decks, uh, you know, this was like mm-hmm. pre-internet really. Right. <laughs> And uh, so everything was, you know, we were... I you were, you were chiseling them into stone. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, pretty much it, how, how we had to do yes. it. But, you know, we had such a, a great program that appealed to a really unique demographic. Uh, we, we were able to land some pretty awesome sponsors after a couple of years of success with the program. So we, we had uh, Chevy trucks involved. So I remember pitching the agency, McLaren McCann at the time. Mm, sure. And, and it's... I've never had a lot of success pitching agencies. I always try to go directly to the brand, and that's where we found success. But in this case, we had to go directly to the agency. But we had great success, and we had Chevy Trucks on board with a really um, incredible partnership with them. And we had Kokanee as our title sponsor. So Kokanee, for those listeners who are old enough, um, Kokanee actually launched in eastern Canada for a number of years. And so we were one of their vehicles, maybe... I guess you could argue that the sponsorship wasn't successful because it never stuck. Kokanee never stuck here in Ontario, but we had a really great program with Kokanee across the country as yeah. title sponsor of our. It was called the Kokanee Twenty Four Hours of Adrenaline, uh, presented by Chevy Trucks, and uh, so that was from '96 to um, what, 2003, I guess. So that that was my first sort of launch into sponsorship. Uh, for four years, I was the executive director of the Ontario Cycling Association. Yeah, so, yeah passionate about uh, cycling. Yeah, I, I yeah. Uh, through my triathlon history and running mountain bike events, I got into the, you know, to help lead the, the Ontario Cycling Association. And so we had some part, sponsor partners involved uh, at that organization. Plus, I helped consult with our event directors who were putting on events on behalf of the Ontario Cycling Association. And uh, so I was able to offer some 
value add to them in terms of recruiting new sponsors into the, the world of cycling. Um, but then it really, you know, blossomed as I joined the, the foundation in, in uh, 2007. And we launched this event. Um, well, we, we created this event called the Ride to Conquer Cancer. And uh, I'll never forget our very first sponsor meeting. This was before we even had a logo. And we didn't have the idea even ironed out. But we got a connection into the, the president of Kara Foods, who uh, had Swish LA under their umbrella. Sure. Yeah. And we went in with this. 50-page uh, presentation document. Yeah, look at with, us. With so many yeah, yeah. words and pictures and everything. And and the president of Kara Foods at the time, um, he flipped through it like those cartoon, you know, <laughs> books like, you know, expecting yeah. to see an animation. Yeah. And uh, my partner and I, we looked at each other going, oh, my God, like, what are we doing here? He's just, you know, he's, he's We've giving lost us, him. We've lost okay. him. He's giving us a mercy meeting. Um, he calls the, the president of Swiss Chalet over. He steps out of the room. He comes back, and they sign on for three no. years to be the first sponsor of the Ride to Conquer Cancer. So it was amazing from day one. Something and, just clicked with it. Yeah, they they saw, you know, the uh, I think Forbes magazine or one of these magazines had an article about how cycling is the new golf, and we were new. We knew we were onto something with this. Well, first of all, we were involved in giving back in, in the cancer space, but cycling and, and you know these triple type A personalities who. Maybe golfing was kind of off to the side in, in their world, but cycling was something they were really getting into. I think we caught the... Riding a bike, Steve, is easier than playing golf. Yeah, well, <laughs> trust me. I gave up golf a long time ago. So uh, so I think we caught the right the beginning of that wave of, of cycling becoming really cool and hip. And, and it's not just this sport where, as an individual, you go out um, on your own for a four-hour bike ride. It's about social and community, and I think we really galvanize that through our program and yeah. which really appealed to the sponsors as well good stuff and and so when you started at the um at uh, the pmcf um what what was your initial role so it was to build this uh build this brand right yeah. from from they scratch call you like where you at a manager director level and then you kind of just built yeah, up to this absolutely yeah, started yeah, at, nice at a manager level and how so long now 11 12 years, 12 years. Now. yeah and yeah. Uh, you know the funny story about that, like my last interview with the CEO Paul Alos, who's been yes. a bit of a mentor to me. And, yeah, and this which world. is one of our other questions. Uh, but yeah, so so he was interviewing me, and he told me the numbers he wanted to achieve in his first year bike ride, and I was like, oh my god, what did he have in his coffee? <laughs> you know, because I started brand new events, and I was nowhere nowhere near those numbers. Um, but I crossed my fingers behind the chair, and I said, Paul, I'm your guy. <laughs> You're looking for a guy with business development sponsorship into the cycling community, passion, you know, to give back in the cancer space. And I said, I know three guys like that in Canada and the other two guys are busy. So I'm your guy. <laughs> so, so sign me up and we'll, we'll get there. And, you know, fast forward two years after that interview, we announced our very first ride. We had a number of sponsors. Uh, we, uh, we raised $14 million. We had over 3000 bike riders. The numbers he told me in that interview two years before, was I think he wanted eight million dollars, which again I thought was crazy, but we almost doubled that number in like two thousand riders. So, so yeah, so my job from day one here was to, to build this brand yeah. and, and grow it, and it's been a success story ever Good since. Good for you. Good yeah. for you. Well, talk uh, talk about mentorship. Um, I'm, I'm a big believer. I've had great mentors. Um, my first um, podcast in this series was with my mentor Chris Lang. Right. Uh, he's mentored many people. Um, I like to mentor people wherever I'm, I'm given the honor of being asked. Um, talk about, did you have, 
is Paul you mentioned. So Paul for sure. So I would two people stick out in my mind. One person I, I unfortunately I can't even mention his name. I, you know, <laughs> so it was my former business partner when we when we grew the twenty four hours of adrenaline yeah. brand across North America, and we had a falling out after seven years. Yeah. So uh, you know, gotcha. a lot of a lot of partnerships don't end yeah. well, and that, this one didn't also. But you know what he did, um, you know teach me a lot about sponsorship and, you know, going over, going in there with big ideas, um, going in with uh, the ability to um, under-promise and over-deliver on these programs. And, and, and sometimes going in with, a, with a, you know, as a lost leader to, to, to wow them and show them what a great platform we have and then, uh, you know, signing a one or two year deal, but then growing it into something way more meaningful down the road. So get them in, yes. get them hooked, get them to see your vision, get them to drink the Kool-Aid of whatever it is that you're involved with and then upsell them. And so we had a lot of, uh, success with that program, a lot of, uh, you know, and also, you know, selling out of industry sponsors. Cause you know, if you're, you're certain industries are just, they just don't have a lot of resources. Yeah. And, uh, so you got to look outside of the, uh, of the industry, and we, we brought in some really interesting partners um, over the years that you would never expect to come to a is, mountain bike festival. Is there one that maybe stands out while you bring that up? Then? Yeah, like a, so there was one. Uh, I think it was Accenture in the U.S. Yeah, and they they didn't care about our demographic in terms of marketing their their consulting services. They wanted to recruit our people, so it was more of an HR play, and so they wanted access to our our riders. So these were like the you know the twenty to thirty year olds who were up and coming in their careers, looking to get involved in a company that they could uh, relate to. And so Accenture was using it as a platform to, like to a, hire yeah, uh, yeah. some really... Which continues to be actually a fairly common approach um, in yeah. terms of how they evaluate that sector. And I think properties can take a lesson from that in terms of weaving that benefit into their outreach, right? Uh, absolutely. To, to those we, consulting we, firms, yeah, yeah. 100%. We see that you know now with our ride. We see yeah. companies... You know, in this day and age, you see, um, uh, you know, especially the younger people getting into their careers. They want to know that they're going to be working for a company that yeah. that gets involved in, in, you know, either causes that they can relate to or or programs that they can um, relate to. And so they're gonna they're gonna if they have a decision A or B, they're gonna take the one that they can relate to. And sure. They see their companies involved in that event or that cause or whatever, right? So it, it absolutely makes a lot of sense for companies. Good. And you mentioned Paul, so talk maybe a little bit about Paul's impact on you and yeah, so other than, other than you know, pushing you, um, you know, beyond your, well, it, it actually wasn't beyond your limits, right? No, That's it, what great leaders do though, right? They, uh, I've had that in my career where they'll, they'll, if they, they do it the right way, it's better but it's pushing you to reach higher than you thought you could yourself, right? And guess what? You get there, and in your case, you double it. Right? Yeah, and so, so Paul A. Loss was the CEO here for, for 14 years here at the foundation. Wow, and, yeah. you know, he was one of the first inductees into the Canadian Marketing Hall of Fame. He was top 40 under 40. And this guy, you know, he had big ideas. And he didn't, you know, he, he, um, he reminded me of the word Blitzkrieg. And, you know, Blitzkrieg is like throwing massive resources at a limited limited objective yes and uh, so anytime we were going to go in with a pitch or we were going to design a banner or we were going to you know it's like go oh. big or don't even don't even do it right Love that. so when we would go in and pitch a, a a sponsor um you know we would go in with with everything in the kitchen sink like we didn't want to even have the remote chance of them saying no because we made the 
the pitch so compelling that they mm-hmm. had to say yes. Kind of going back to that, what I even mentioned before, you know, get them involved. And, and then down the road, that's going to lead to so many other opportunities. Grow it organically, right? Yeah, yeah. so, uh, yeah. but, you know, he certainly taught me to, to dream big and, and, and go high. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and, his, and he was able to make, a, make things happen and pivot so quickly. And you have to be able to do that in this yeah. day and age. So, uh, yeah, so Paul for sure would be one of those mentors. Excellent. Um, let's talk about uh, programs, initiatives, sponsorship, partnership initiatives. Is there one that you've had a hand in? Uh, and I know you have in many, but talk about one that you've been directly involved in that you're really proud of and, and why. So, you know, there's, there's so many. I'm sure. Um, yeah. So the, one of the ones uh, that comes to mind maybe isn't, uh, you know, is maybe off the radar a little bit for some of the... Cool. Uh, but uh, so KPMG has yes. been involved in, in our Ride to Conquer Cancer for, I think, seven years now. So we, um, how that all happened is one of the one of the participants in our ride. I got to know, and we got talking, and we kind of hey, wouldn't it be great for KPMG to become like an official sponsor, not just a team, but a sponsor, and, and do both? So we helped you know create something together. Then we sat down with the managing director of KPMG at the time, and and Paul and I, and we went in and we hashed out something that started here in Ontario. Uh, and uh, it linked their team, which they had a really great team, and they raised like hundreds of thousands of dollars, and their sponsorship was, you know, sort of equivalent value. Uh, and then we we built that out and made it a national partnership. So KPMG is our national business solutions partner for the Ride to Conquer Cancer in four markets. Um, we so they have teams in all four markets. They sponsor all four markets. Um, we do a lot of uh, we'll do corporate breakfasts. Uh, they'll host a corporate breakfast to engage the corporate community into oh our, our ride. Yeah. But it also is good for them for networking sure. with potential clients. Hey, they got to get something tangible out. That's uh, ab- a great, absolutely. great one, yeah. They, uh, they use it to recruit uh, new uh, employees into okay. their organization, kind of like what we talked about before. Mm-hmm. We do, uh, so they're our national business solutions sponsor. So, uh, of course, the announcement at all the events of our number that we raised. So last year we raised $18.3 million. So that gets presented by KPMG. Sure, so like the Oscars, Like right? the Oscars, yeah. the hand over the envelope. <laughs> well, and, you know, but probably a bad example. Yeah, actually, you're right. It was, it was their firm? Was it? Oh, Deloitte, I think. Deloitte, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they get the number right. Yeah. They get the number right. KPMG okay. gets the number yeah. right. So yeah. our whole re-registration area is presented by KPMG because we, we, we love people to sign up at the event for next year's event yeah. and that's so it's part of our business solution so we have that presented by KPMG and we also organize a lot of uh, team captain training seminars in for a ride to conquer cancer is presented by KPMG so we have our, our leaders our triple type A captains who are business leaders community leaders getting exposed to KPMG uh, we, we broadcast Facebook live and so there's a ton of people tuning in and so yeah. KPMG is weaved into a number of our sort of business corporate um, um, actions, uh, activities uh, throughout the ride. And it's like a, it's like a 12, uh, maybe 11 month of the year program. Well, that, that's so. where properties, uh, you know, I, I run um, these, these uh, sponsorship and partnership sales training programs and I get everybody who comes, I say to them, send me challenges in advance. And what we're going to do at the end of the, the workshop is dedicate time to workshop your present challenges. That one is a very common challenge. I get what they say, our season is X or our event is X period. How do we get people to, brands to engage over a longer period of time? So 
great example with the KPMG yeah. and, and yeah. ride. And, and one question I'd have on that is, if you think about it, just high level, how, much, how many of those benefits and those activations um, that, they, that they are now doing were part of the initial pitch versus evolved over the seven years? Yeah, like, uh, you know, I would say 60 to 70% are net new from yeah. the original idea. Back to your so, point about you get them in, you get them excited, and then organically grow. It evolves. Yeah, yeah 100%. Good, good. Um, great example. Um, what about in the market? I mean, there are so many amazing... Other and you know, I've, I've, hey, you, 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 it's okay for us to admire from a distance, right? Things that we didn't build uh, or weren't involved in. Anything stand out to you? Other partnership sponsorship initiatives? Yeah. So, well, one thing that stands out, it's it's not like exactly the way you know we do our sponsorships with these events, but uh, I would say Nike with uh, or Nike with Colin, <laughs> Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Like, wow. You know, I, I look at Nike, and I, I, I read the, the Shoe Dog book by Phil Knight yes. uh, a few years ago. And, and I just gifted it to somebody. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, and that's by the way, book. any listener out there, if you haven't read this yeah. book, you have to read. It's a yes. must-read Shoe Dog. And uh, to, to see what Phil Knight did with athletes like Steve Prefontaine, and then, you know, eventually, I think, uh, uh, one of the tennis players, and Andre Gossi, and and then, you know, Michael Jordan. Everyone knows the rest of the story. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, how bold is it to align yourself with Colin Kaepernick in this day and age with yeah. Donald Trump and all the divisiveness down in the U.S. And, and what a what a bit of a gamble. Or it, does this guy have a crystal ball and he knows something that... It is amazing. Uh, I just finished reading, another book I just finished reading was the um, uh, the Muhammad Ali um, uh, book by uh, Jonathan Icke. And it gets into the weeds of his whole career. But, you know, Another Muhammad, risk taker, right? Yeah, Somebody like Muhammad Ali. Something, yeah. You know, he stood by his morals, and he he was at the tipping edge of trying to change, you know, race relations in yes. the U.S. Still has a ways to go, obviously. On Colin Kaepernick, says, yeah, but, good point. But he took, you know, Muhammad Ali, and what he did was he took them from from nowhere to a, a really a, a better, much better place. Still has a ways to go, and I feel like Colin Kaepernick is trying to help make a movement to get to that next place. And I, it, eventually you've got to think, I mean, uh, that, that they're going to get there in the U.S. I hope that they, yeah. they'll get there. And yeah. I think Nike sees that. And I think they, they want to place their bets on the way the world is going. And so they are, they're not afraid to back a controversial um, athlete. And uh, and I think it's going to do wonders for their And hasn't it already? I mean, their stock uh, initially, I think there was a bit of a hiccup and then it just soared. Yeah. And um, I hear the results um, have been incredibly positive, and most of the social commentary has been very positive. With that type of thing, to your point, you're right. You're not going to please everybody. It is very polarizing. Kaepernick's polarizing. Um, the rhetoric in the U.S. is very polarizing. Yeah. But um, it was a bold move, very, and it seems so. to be uh, paying off. So I, I mean, all the standing all, for I, something. I, I, I uh, you know, That's have great. a lot of. New respect for, for Phil Knight for, for placing his bets behind Kaepernick, and I think that's going to do yeah. well for Nike in the long run. Good, good. Yeah. Another great example. Um, what about trends or trend uh, that you've noticed in the uh, field of sponsorship, partnership marketing, event marketing? Anything um, kind of you you're, so it's you're a, seeing? It's a good question. You know, I know a lot of people talk about how sponsors don't necessarily just want to cut a check and get some branding and, and call it a day. Right. Everyone talks about how you need to have tangible results, you know, behind 
you know, in sales, mm-hmm. right? And uh, so we we've dealt with a lot of those sponsors um, that they you know if they don't have X amount of sales directly associated with our program, then they 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 don't want they're not interested. And uh, so those are sometimes hard sponsors to yeah. please because there are a lot of peripheral um, advantages with being involved in a in a platform like yeah. like ours, the Ride to Conquer Cancer in this case. Um, so. I would say that there still is some great opportunities to align um, properties with sponsors who who want to do some branding, um, but then activate behind it, right? So, so yeah, it's not the old way of here's a check, put our logo on your on your materials, and we'll call it a day. But you know, there's a we have a, a lot of sponsors who want to get involved in our in our cause marketing programs because. They want to be associated with a, you know, they, they maybe they need their maybe their brand needs a boost, or maybe they need to attract a younger generation to work for them. Maybe they need to um, have their employees involved um, in, uh, and we see our programs a great employee engagement platform where they can really do good. They can feel really great about the organization they work for, yeah. um, and then but then the exterior community feels a little bit better, like their clients, they feel a little bit better about doing business with those folks. And yeah, so, yeah. you know, which are, and some of those things are not measurable, right? So it's, 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 it, you know, you can't, you know, I can take, I take KPMG, for example, uh, the example we just talked about, like, you know, how could we possibly measure the, the dollars and cents um, back to, did they attract a new client? Did they, did the, a couple of their employees actually not go to Deloitte or EY yes. yeah. because they love Impossible. being involved, right? Yeah. So you can't evaluate. So, you know, sometimes there is a little bit of, you know, there's the head and the heart. You have to use both in evaluating partnerships. And, you know, we, we certainly try to appeal to the heart, but also the head in making a smart decision. So, so I don't know. I, I feel like there's, there was such a rush in the sponsorship world to make sure you measure everything and you need to directly get sales out yes. of this partnership. And, uh, so I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I agree in, with certain partners, and when it's easily measurable, but yes. not in all cases. So, so I'm uh, maybe I'm a little old school, but I think there's still yeah. merit to, to finding a really good partnership based on a little bit of heart and head. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, one one term that I started using back uh, back in the day, mid 2000s. I was leading uh, sponsorships and partnerships for uh, the CFL, and back then. Um, I started talking about return on objectives versus return on investment, Perfect. and I, I feel like uh, I certainly I wasn't the first, but but I hear that term used a lot more regularly now, and I think it ties into what you said because what you do as a property uh, is just a sliver of what could impact an actual sale from happening for the brand, for the sponsor, and so what I want to agree on with a a sponsor is. Let's agree on the objectives. Let's agree on the things that we can control as a property, and we'll measure those. And but but to measure it against sales, weather could impact sales. You could have an issue at your plant. You could have co- competitive issues that yeah. impact sales. So it's very hard. To your point, I agree. And I think more and more of properties and sponsors can align on objectives that aren't always just directly tied to sales. Then. You'll, you'll have more successful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good. Um, let's wrap up with a couple um, things that hopefully will will give some some uh, people listening some food for thought, uh, not to say everything we haven't talked to about house. But 
I'm, I'm a big believer in, you know, successful people employ certain habits or characteristics or behaviors that, that help lead them to their success. Um, are there any that you can talk about that you employ or lean on? Yeah, you know, uh, that, I mean, that's a that's a million dollar question. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. Like, I, like take take notes now. Yeah, yeah. I know. mean, you like you obviously like to be active, right? Is, are you still active cycling? I'm, yeah, I, you uh, triathlons and uh, well, my triathlon days are. I'm semi-retired from that, but I do that's I incredible. do a lot of cycling. Like I yeah. cycle an hour each way uh, in and out of the office uh, almost awesome. every day. So uh, that's got to be good for you. That's got to yeah, put the head know, in the right frame of mind. You know, and I see so many people as I ride by them because they're stuck in traffic. <laughs> and so many people are on their phones. Yes. They don't give their brain like a chance to just chill and digest and come up with new ideas. Like, yes. So so when I'm on my bike, sometimes, you know, I've got to pay attention to the cars, of course, <laughs> in traffic. But, uh, you know, some, some of the best ideas come out from, you know, having your brain just wander, whether I'm walking with a dog or going for a bike ride. Um, you know, so, so I think, uh, you know, it drives me crazy to see how attached people are to their, their devices and their phones and, and they're consuming so much, but what about digesting and then coming up with new ideas, right? So, so that's, uh, you know, part of it for sure. Um, you know, for us, it's, it's, uh, it's about relationships and I actually, I did a, a survey of all the sponsors that we received on our uh, Road Hockey to Conquer Cancer program years ago, and I, and I kind of found out where they all came from and the value uh, that they brought to the table, and it was illuminating, uh, but not necessarily surprising. Um, you know, most of our best sponsors came from a connection to a board member or a big supporter of Princess Margaret, and then they opened the door, but we were able to, you know, close it and then, then maintain that relationship long-term. And the value over time of those partners have really paid dividends for, for our programs. And, and so it's, uh, it's, it's a relationship business. And so I, uh, you know, here's one thing I'll leave you with. And this is one of our, our top fundraising teams in the ride. Um, the team captain of that team uh, said to me after a number of years participating, he said, Steve, your bike ride is like the mafia. He said, the mafia? I said, what do you mean by that? He says, when you're in, you're in. You can't get out. You know, it's like they drag you back in. And, you know, so I said, I, I, I'm going to take that as a compliment yeah, because, yeah, you know, yeah. we built such a great relationship with this guy. Um, and it's not just me, but it's it's the team around me and some of the doctors and researchers and all the other supporters of this event. If that guy were to pull out, he'd be letting down a community. And so we've, we've got this great relationship, this great bond, and he keeps coming back year after year after year. And so for us, building those relationships with our partners from day one and then and then maintaining them. I mean it's like a marriage, it's like anything. You gotta put work you gotta put work into it. You can't just close yeah. them and move on. You've yeah. got to close them and, and work with them as a partnership. So there's a, a couple of tidbits for you. I like that. I, I've always called it touches, right? You you wanna touch that partner um, often and and just just you know through gestures, through uh, touching base, say hi go for a drink, um, send them tickets to a concert because you know their kid is a big fan and it doesn't always have to be with you. It's just, you know, there's so much that goes into relationships and you're right. Um, I'm sure every business developer out there could probably sit back right now and say, boy, there's a few relationships that I've just haven't been as on top of. Yeah. And, and you never know what opportunities you've lost because of that, Absolutely. right? So. That's, that's great. 
Last thing is, um, you know, those looking to have a successful career in sponsorship marketing, any advice? I mean, a lot of what you've said can be woven into that answer, but uh, any last thoughts on advice? Um, uh, that's another great question because it's, you know, I, the industry itself isn't um, isn't huge. Like, you know, a lot of, and it, but it's very sexy for a lot of people. People watch the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Blue Jays growing up and they, they want to be involved, you know, selling big sponsorships for those uh, those programs. And so there's only very few people that do that. Um, but there are other opportunities, right? Whether you're a buyer or a seller, um, whether you're involved in a professional sports team, but there's so many other opportunities to get involved in sponsorship with, you know, events like cause events, like the ones we do at the Princess Margaret Cancer Foundation. Um, there's, there's so many other opportunities and, you know, probably starting out in your career in sponsorship, you know, finding these these smaller opportunities to get involved as a, as a buyer or seller or even working for a, a brand like, you know, the, the banks, you know, the banks are, you know, trying to vet, you know, properties to get involved with. And then you have guys like me trying to sell the banks to get them involved. So there's 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 different sides. There's agencies. There's, so there's a lot of different opportunity if you find the right way. But uh, you, you have to be passionate about it. And. There's so many passionate people, Gavin, yourself included, um, in this industry. And uh, if you truly have a passion for, you know, um, um, aligning brands with properties and you really get excited about that, then this is for you. But if there's, if you have any hesitation there, then, you know, maybe there's something else out there for you. Because there's a lot, there, you're going to be competing with people that really want to make a difference in this, uh, in this uh, market. So uh, that's the, you know, that's my two cents worth. Great, great. You know, it sounds cliche. We we, we often talk about uh, we're not, you know, this isn't life or death. We're not saving lives uh, in in the work we do. In the work you do, you kind of are, and yeah. and that's what makes um, this conversation uh, really cool from my perspective. Is the work you guys do and the amazing events and the team here directly impact lives. And so kudos to you and, and your team. And I want to wish you continued success and. Uh, it's been great, you know, the points about passion and stood out, the points about getting brands in and letting them believe in it and then growing organically from there stood out. Um, and great advice for people, you know, in terms of habits and and and, uh, and about the industry. So thanks for doing this, Steve, and uh, uh, we'll, uh, we'll be chatting soon, I'm sure. All right, thanks, All right, thanks. All right.